Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DougOster.com, Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Once again, on remote, we're ready to lock in live and local. KDK Radio, it's Rob Pratt Sunday, 866-391-1020. All of your gardening questions will be answered in a matter of moments. But if you're the 10th caller, 412 uh 1020, you are the winner. 861-1020, you are the winner of a, are you ready, a $25 gift certificate from the good people at Sorgles. In the meantime, DougOster.com is where you can find out everything that Doug is all about. And without further ado, it's time for him to shine on this uh, July 5th. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning and happy belated 4th of July to everybody. Hope you had a nice one. Stayed safe. Uh, later on, we will be talking to Dick Till from the Davy Tree Expert Company. He's going to talk about pests and diseases of trees. But I've got a lot of questions left over from last week that I want to run by him. Uh, young ash trees that have sprouted up, uh, a mugo pine question, and some. he's got some good ideas about trumpet vine. I talked a little bit about trumpet vine last week, and oh, I hate watering. And that's all I've been doing dragging that hose around you know you drag the hose out there it gets caught on something then i start watering and then it crimps and i have to walk all the way back and uncrimp it oh well the right way to water and you know in my case i'm doing so much watering i don't can't always do it the right way because it takes all day just go out in the morning be at the base of the plant and soak it in but, boy, with this kind of weather, the other thing is when things dry out like this, I walked out in the garden this morning, two deer, you know, looking for something to eat because the, the forest is all dried out. But if a plant needs water and you can't do it in the morning for whatever reason, it's better that it has water on it than just letting it dry out. And, oh, it's just been awful. And I heard that forecast. I hope I could get – I hope I get a thunderstorm here in the next couple of days. You forget – uh, you forget about watering. Like when it, with the last three seasons, with all that rain we've had and not having to water too much, I always say, you know, in the winter when I'm talking to garden clubs and I'm talking to people, I'm saying containers are a great idea in April and May. It's just in July when we don't get rain where they're a problem, and that's what I'm dealing with. All those containers, they need to be watered so much more often than the garden itself. The garden itself really only needs one inch of water per week and so to to figure that out if you're if you're watering from above if you're watering with a sprinkler you just put a little like tuna can out there it's an inch deep when it's filled up you've got your inch of water i'm just going from plant to plant and just kind of like letting the the hose run for a little bit and in between i'm doing garden jobs i'm i'm doing this and that and then 
trying to keep everything watered, trying to keep it happy. I am doing a little bit of liquid fertilization uh, right now, uh, but no granular fertilization, fertilization, no lawn fertilization. It's just, it's too hot and dry. Uh, yeah, dogoaster.com, you should take a look at that. I've got a nice story there. The Late Bloomers Garden Club of Forest Hills, I met uh, two of their members at Han, and I wondered what they needed all these plants for. They were volunteering their time to plant this amazing perennial garden uh, at a local convent. Uh, I like that story a lot. And then there's a video there uh, that tours the recently reopened Pittsburgh Botanic Garden with me. That was from Pittsburgh Today Live. And you can actually see me tomorrow on Pittsburgh Today Live. They're letting me do a cooking demonstration. I'm making garlic scape pesto, and uh, garlic scapes are the seed head of garlic. Uh, if you are growing garlic, get those seed heads off there. If they're not off already, that gives uh, gives the plant a chance to, to make big bulbs. And uh, last week, spoke at, at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse. It was the first in-person talk and since March. Everybody was wearing masks. Everybody was split up. They could only have so many people in this outdoor greenhouse, and we had distance between each one. But, uh, Rob, you can relate to this. You know, whenever you go to, to some of these nice farms, and like a, a Sorgos, a Janoski's, whatever it might be, up in Lake Forest there, uh, but Bob Bedner took me on a tour of the greenhouses, and he says, i got to show you this. And he had never seen it in July where all the greenhouses were basically empty, that all the, the, the bedding plants and annuals and perennials and whatever else they were growing, it was all gone already. He said it was the best year they've had since the 1980s, and they have uh, – the most amazing tomatoes there, uh, and I left with a bunch of tomatoes, and I've been eating tomato sandwiches every day. I mean, I must have had since last week. I must have had at least ten tomato sandwiches, and I got to give a, a shout out to this stuff. It's called Duke's Mayonnaise, and if you've never heard of it, take a look at it. It's from the South, but we have it up here now, and it's so funny because when did you ever hear a guy talk about mayonnaise before? But there are, are are these other garden writers I happen to be talking to online, and then Duke's mayonnaise came up, and there are just so many people that are fans of this stuff. And so for my tomato sandwiches, it's Duke's mayonnaise. But at Bedner's, they have these cucumber plants that were looking so good. I, I couldn't believe it. And my daughter, Stephanie, she loves cucumber plants, and so I, I, I planted another big container with these cucumbers, and they already look better than the ones I started from seed. Uh, it was so fun to go out in the field and see the, the peppers and the lettuce. There's so much pride from these local farms. Support your local farms. You're going to get great food. It's going to be good for you. It's going to taste great, and you're supporting your your, your local growers. Uh, are you picking tomatoes yet? I picked my first two early girls yesterday. Those are from plants I got at Chapman's Greenhouse in April. I'm so glad they have those plants available early, and I, I got those plants put them in the greenhouse, and start growing them there. Uh, Jessica would call that cheating. <laughs> but, hey, I'm, I'm picking tomatoes, so I'm very excited about that. I hope you are, too. Uh, maybe some, some cherries or something like that. Uh, even in this hot weather, I had to get some stuff planted. I've had stuff sitting around that just had to be planted. That's part of my watering woes. And if you can wait, it's going to be better until we get some rain, until things cool off. But sometimes just things have to be done. And 
If you do have to plant this, we're in this period of dry heat. Hopefully, wait till the end of the day. Really water it in, and then keep those young plants watered. I've got some shrubs out there, um, and and again, in that case, with a newly planted thing or something that's been planted just a couple of weeks ago, I'm continually watering that. Uh, you know, every couple of days, just to be sure that it 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 catches on, and as soon as the weather breaks. Uh, as soon as I get all my garlic out, uh, it's time to plant other things. And bush beans is is probably my my big crop for for July. Uh, also beets because I love beets. Uh, you know, cabbage or kale. If I can find any plants of kale and cabbage that are fresh that are just coming in, I'm going to want those. And c- continual planting, succession planting. The last tomato went in actually yesterday. The last tomato plant. That's a early girl and a sun gold uh, and believe it or not they're going to love the warm soil they're going to love the warm air and they're going to catch up and they're going to put on tomatoes by the end of the season and one more thing i've started my summer series of garden webinars it's every thursday in conjunction with farm to table of western pennsylvania it's free for anyone on medicaid or receiving WIC or snap benefits if you're getting any of that stuff sign up for the the uh summer organic gardening series I'm, I'm talking a lot about growing food and this is my favorite topic coming up summer garden bargains and i am so into as you know getting getting bargains and this is the time of the year when when you can go to the nursery and if you look around you might be able to find something uh, that's on sale that they want to get rid of that still looks good that you can plant I, i'm enjoying right now all my lilies blooming in the vegetable garden, and those were all bought this time of the year after their flowers are gone in the nursery. And then I planted them and waited a whole year, and now it's just to die for. I'm posting all sorts of pictures uh, at DougOster.com and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You should follow me. All right, Rob, back to you. Okay, that'll do it for the show. Thank you very much for joining me. <laughs> you need to get out more. You know that. You, need you know to... what? I have been in the garden more than ever, and uh, you just can't it, stop. It's been great. It's been great. Uh, I mean, there's two places I've been. I'm either in the garden or I'm on the kayak fishing, and I'm not seeing many people. Uh, maybe for an interview or two here with a mask on, but uh, you're right. I do need to get out more, Rob. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, Rob, real quick, I just want to say, and I texted you this yesterday, and and I feel the same way. Is that during this time, this has been a just a crazy time for the country, and to have your voice out there, it is comforting uh, to these listeners. And and my wife Cindy said that to me yesterday, and I feel the same way. It it it's a uh, it's just a constant, and it's nice to hear. Well, thank you, partner. That means a lot coming from you and your lovely bride, and you know how much I love your family. Listen, we're going to take a break, but Maida is the winner of that gift certificate, and we're going to have one from Janoski's. I saw uh, Mike Janoski doing a video the other day saying sweet corn is on the way. We'll let you know when that's going to happen, but that's kind of exciting. And as Doug said, get out there. All of our great sponsors, Sorgles and others, support these people. They're the reason why Doug does the show every week, but more importantly, uh, it's just about good wonderful, healthy living. It's all farm fresh, and we're always excited to support our local farms. Uh, 866-391-1020. We only have a couple of calls ready to go. We'll get to them in a moment. Please stay with us. Quick look at sports, and then right back to Doug Oster, DougOster.com, and the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. It is the Organic Gardener on KDK Radio. Good morning. 
Yes, he is, and he is ready to talk to the people. So let's get going. Here is Pam in Aspenwald. Hey, Pam, good morning. Hi, I'm calling because I have green worms all over my geraniums, and the flowers this year have been greater than I ever remember them. And I wondered how to get rid of those green worms. I've tried using dish detergent in water and spraying those on, and it doesn't seem to do any good. Yeah, that's not going to help. How do you feel about hand-picking? Is that a yes or a no? Yeah, I crush them in my fingers. There are so many of them. So Yeah, yeah. To, to get them under control, there's this thing. There's an organic control, and it's very easy to find. It's called Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew, and it's not a poison. Basically, the worm will will ingest that, and then it will be done. It can't hurt you. It can't hurt the good bugs. And that stuff works great uh, for, for any chewing insect like that. And good news, though, your flowers are looking good, though, huh? They are, but the, this bug kills them. That you can go out and be sitting there in the porch and loving them in the night, and by the time you come out in the morning, they all look like they're dead. Like you haven't watered them enough. Oh boy, yeah. Get a little bit of that Captain Jack's dead bug brew, and you'll be good to go. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right. Here's Michelle and Economy for Doug Oster. Everybody, of course, wants to get in and talk to Doug. Call us at eight six six three nine one ten twenty. Go ahead, Michelle. Hi, Doug. Um, I was wondering, all my neighbors are putting out the sprinklers. The lawns have gone brown, and we usually get this in August. Is it a good idea to do this now, or will the lawn recover this year? That's my question. The lawn will recover. This is is what the lawn is doing. It's going basically going into dormancy, saying, like, oh, man, what is going on? And just it's going to go to sleep, and then as soon as it starts raining, come back. I, I actually sent a text down to my neighbor. I was like, Every time I walk out into the vegetable garden, it looks like the dancing fountains of Las Vegas. So, and he sent me a text back. He said, yeah, the only thing I'm seeing dancing is my water meter. And then I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm like, my water meter is moving so fast you could cut wood with it. You know, Mine is- if, you, if you want that nice green lawn, you're going to have to water it. That, that's, that's what you do. And, and we use the same uh, watering techniques for the lawn that we do for, for the garden. We want to do it, hopefully in the morning if possible, and really soak it in. So you can go either way. You can water it to keep it going if you want, if you can keep it going in this weather. And then secondly, normally it's just going to go dormant and wait until the rain comes. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Dick Till, Davy Tree, coming up in just a little bit with Doug after Boris checks the news at 7.30. Next hour, Independence Day grilling on the Coons Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank Dentisi. Lots of folks uh, grilling all weekend long, some off Friday, some off Monday. So a big grilling weekend, and we will talk all about it with Joe and Frank Dentisi. All right, here's Kay and McCandless for Doug Oster. Hey, Kay, how are you? Good morning. Um, Doug, I was in my garden yesterday morning. I have uh, bush tomatoes. They're three feet high. They were perfectly fine. And last night when I went in, one of them is has this all the the the, the fronds of them, it, the stems on the fronds. It's all wilted. It's like uh, it's it, it's just I don't know. It's just like wilted down. Do you know anything so, about that? Uh, talk, t- tell me again where on the plant is wilted. Well, it's the top uh, stems. It, you know, okay. they were and standing they're, they're, up they're yesterday leaves, morning. Now the they're, leaves, they're hanging down. And the leaves kind of curling? Yes. Is it? That's, called, that's called leaf curl. That's uh, something genetic with some, some varieties. 
and actually nothing to worry about. As long as that plant has the water it needs, okay. it could still have that leaf curl. That's just something that it's going to do. Uh, but as long as that plant has the water it needs, it's going to be okay. So it's not a, it's not a bad disease or anything like that. It's just a, some plants get this thing we call leaf curl. I've got like, I don't know, probably 15 different types of tomatoes out there, and most of them look pretty good, but I do have a couple. Again, they're watered all the same, but they just get yes. that leaf curl. It, it's just a way that they deal with, with the, the heat stress, but it should not affect your production on tomatoes, okay? All right, hey, listen, Doug, 30 seconds. You're going to be back on the television tomorrow, huh? Yeah, I'm excited to be able to – I pitched them uh, a cooking demo for my garlic scape pesto, and if you've listened to the show at all, you know that I don't even use recipes. So I did have to come up with a recipe for this, but garlic scapes are the one of the last seasonal items left that you can only get them this time of the year. Uh, if you go to one of our local farms uh, or a farmer's market, you can find them. They're, they're the seed head from a garlic plant, and – we used to just throw them in the compost, but we found out they are a delicacy in the kitchen, uh, and I make pesto out of them. I, uh, actually, my wife had them in a, a roasted potato salad yesterday. Okay. I will roast them. Garlic scapes are wonderful, and I'm excited to be on Pittsburgh Today Live tomorrow morning. Back with more in a moment. Tenth caller right now at 412-922-1020 wins a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's. We are talking trees with Dick Till from the Davy Tree Expert Company. And, Dick, I've got a lot to talk to you about today. First thing is, hey, I sent you a picture of one of my fish I caught, and you said that's the size you use for bait. What's that all about? Yeah, I know. What are you doing out there catching minnows there? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, let's talk about uh, pests and diseases to start off with. What are you seeing pest-wise this time of the year uh, in our trees? Well, Right now is a prime time for the bagworms that uh, arborvitaes are one of their favorite foods. Uh, a lot of evergreens, you'll see them on spruce trees. And uh, a lot of people are confused. Uh, you know, they don't know that those those little bags hanging there have little uh, larvae in them that are eating the foliage. Uh, you know, sometimes they think it's like a little cone, like a pine cone hanging down. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's actually, there's an insect in that bag that'll uh, really do some damage on the foliage there. And then how do we get rid of them? What's the best thing to do? Well, if it's small enough, uh, you just go out there with a big Ziploc baggie and pick them off and zip up the bag and, you know, that'll suffocate them. But uh, if they're up high in the tree, you know, there's other treatments we can do to get rid of them there. But, yeah, right. you got to keep an eye on them because a lot of times... You'll see the top of these uh, evergreen trees that are completely denuded of foliage, and then they call us up and they say, what the heck's going on? And, you know, the, a lot of the damage is already done. But uh, if you can get rid of them and then get the tree fertilized and watered and water, man, everything needs water nowadays. <laughs> well, but, you uh, know, before we get to diseases, and we've talked uh, with uh, guys from Davy before about watering, what, you know, what what should we be doing? You know, I've, I've got I've got a young Coosa dogwood. This is its second year. Uh -huh. You know, I'm running water on it maybe 15 minutes. Uh, caliper on it would be about an inch, inch and a half. Okay. Uh, how do I know how much water to put on? Yeah, well, that's a, a good amount for a tree that size, uh, especially right now with all this heat. But the main thing is you don't just want to 
have surface water. You know, you want to promote the deep rooting. So, mm-hmm. you know, let it soak down nice and deep. And you don't really have to do it every day. Um, it just depends. Um, when we're, we're having heat like this, um, you know, every day probably wouldn't hurt it. But you want to soak the root system, let it kind of drain through, and then soak the root system again. And, uh, so what you're telling me is I'm going to be dragging that hose around all day today again. Yeah, and sounds like every day this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else on pests, or can we talk a little bit about diseases? Um, well, keep an eye out for scale insects. You know, if you have euonymus, uh, euonymus scale, and that also gets on pachysandra. And, uh, and a lot of insects take advantage of weakened plants, and uh, drought stress is a, a very big weakening factor in plants there. So, I've, yeah. I've been getting questions about magnolias with scale and uh, I'm trying to think what else. Maybe azalea with scale. Right. Uh, what yeah. What should we do at this point, uh, What whatever stage the scale is in now? Yeah, well, they're for the scale, you know, they're sucking insects. So there's, you know, other systemic treatments that we put in the soil and again, you got to water that in so it works its way through the plant. Um, yeah, because if you let the scale go unchecked, uh, you know, they just suck all the juice right out of the twigs and out of the leaves. And how about diseases? Uh, are, does drought stress stress affect uh, trees that way? Yeah, well, it, it'll make it more obvious because there's a lot of uh, apples and crab apples get the apple scab disease. But that starts, the infection starts very early when the buds are first starting to unfurl and the new leaves are coming out. Uh, that's when you have to start guarding the trees. Um, if you don't and the leaves get infected, uh, that weakens the leaves. And then when they we go through dry spells like this and you have weak leaves, then it really, you know, really shows the damage and exacerbates the problem there. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything well, disease-wise we still need to talk about? Or can I move on? i got a lot of questions for you. Um, well, anthracnose also, um, and there's a different strain. How does, that, you know. how does that manifest itself? How do we know, how do we, when we see a tree and you say anthracnose, what are we looking at? Well, it's another leaf disease, which, uh, you'll see the leaves curling up, turning brown, um, you know, just looking bad. Uh, and there's a lot of different strains because sycamores get anthracnose, oaks get anthracnose, uh, dogwoods, yeah, especially American dogwoods, you got to watch because uh, a lot of the other trees, when the leaves get infected and they get weak enough, they'll just fall off. But the dogwood leaves will actually hang on, and the disease can move through the leaf stem, through the petiole, into the twig, and cause dieback on the branches also. So, so last week I had an interesting question. Uh, you know, this guy lost all his ashes with the emerald ash borer. Right, but they're starting to sprout. Yeah. Uh, now, now, does he still have to worry about the emerald ash borer? Yeah, when the borers, and we we're still not sure. You know, this is still fairly new, and we're not quite sure how long they're going to stick yeah. around. Or, you know, they haven't moved on. There's some trees, like fringe trees, they'll get into, but you know, there's not really that many fringe trees around to support a big population of them. The, the hope, the hope was that they would they would go through, right? You know, t- take the ashes and, and keep moving on to other areas that have plenty of ash trees, right? Is that what we were hoping was going to happen? 
Yeah, well, not really hoping, but yeah, that's what what we were watching happen here. And it seemed, you know, the boars go for uh, bigger trees most of the time. So I'm seeing the same thing as you, where we've cut down trees, big ash trees. It's sprouting up from the roots, and people are just letting them go and asking me what they should do. I figure, you know, for now, just let it grow and and see what happens, see if they come back. But, uh, you know, the jury's still out on exactly what's going to happen with these little creatures. And then last week I had a question about a a mugo pine, which I know nothing about, that uh, I think the question was about little berries coming out uh, on the tree, on the, on the, uh, on the tree. What would that be? Yeah, if it's on the ends of the branches there, that's probably just the flower. Uh, You know, that's the male flower that, um, you know, pollinates the female flower to give you the fruit there. Um, if it's sticking up, that's probably what it is. If it's an immature yeah. cone, you know, on pines they hang down. Firs are the only ones where the cones grow upright. And, and yeah, we talked it, last week about a trumpet vine, which is one of the most invasive things. I always tell people, please don't plant them because you'll be sorry. And every time I do that, I get messages on Facebook, what's wrong with a trumpet vine? Well, these things... I'm telling you, they'll tear down a fence. They'll get into your foundation. Um, right. They're crazy. But when we talked earlier this week, you had an interesting suggestion for all those roots that come up, and I never thought of using, you know, one of those weeding flame torches to to deal with something like that. Is that an effective way? Would it done safely? Yeah, if, you know, just got to be careful with fire there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah when it's this, especially when it's this dry. Right, and those. Trumpet vines, you know, and there's a lot of them like like that, you know, even wisteria sometimes, you know, they, they have such an extensive root system that if you cut one stem down, then you make it mad and it shoots up three or four others, and then you cut those down and they shoot up three or four others. And right. the roots, you know, unless you really get in there and dig them out and get rid of them, but then if you just leave a little bit of a piece of root in there, the stupid thing will start growing again. Oh, I know. They're awful. All right, Dick, stick around. Uh, if we get some tree questions, uh, I could certainly use you. For more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. Remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. Coming back with Dick Till, Davy Tree, Davy.com, and, of course, Doug. The, of course, you know him, the organic gardener, DougOster.com. They're both on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Coming up after the news at 8, we continue our holiday weekend of grilling. All sorts of great grilling ideas, tips and tricks, and more with Joe and Frank Dentici on the Coons Cooking Hour. KDK Radio. Good morning. Yes, he is. Joined by Dick Till of Davy Tree, who joins Doug every other Sunday throughout the season. First stop is Hookstown, and we've got Wayne, who's got a question for Dick Till. Wayne, go ahead. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. Sure. Uh, and I uh, hope everyone had a good Fourth of July weekend. So, um, Dick, I'm, I'm, uh, our scout troop basically has a couple of Eagle uh, candidates uh, working on projects, and I know I'm going to be asked to prune up um, – some trees, and uh, I know that uh, I'm pretty certain that the two crab apples are prairie fire in Ill- out of Illinois, and they're about 15 to 20 years old. Um, and the other hardwoods basically are uh, probably uh, maple, oak, and perhaps a couple of others. There's about 10 or 12 of those, and uh, uh, they're probably in that same age category. 
what uh, suggestions can you make me uh, for the make to me for the uh, the crab apple and some of those others? I'm going to be doctoring the other hardwoods uh, for cat faces and things like that. Um, okay. Using my well. tools, sharp tools, and and uh, sterilizing the tools so I don't transfer. But um, what what suggestions can you make on those uh, other beautiful flowering crabs? Okay. Well, I heard you mention oak trees in there. Uh, this is wrong yeah. time of year to do oak trees. Um, yeah, Dick, I heard I heard the oak tree too, and that worried me. Yeah, oaks and elms this time of year. Uh, you, you don't want to do any make any open wounds there because that attracts the sap beetles that bring in the fungus. There's the oak wilt, which is closely related to the Dutch elm disease, and it's a vascular wilt, and if that gets in there, uh, it'll finish the trees off there. So. The oak trees you got to hold off on, but all the others uh, you can prune this time of year. And, you know, the main goal in the pruning, you want to kind of open up the canopy so the wind can blow through it. It helps to dry the leaves. Um, any crossover branches or dead wood, you know, prune that out. And don't leave any stubs. Just cut it right down to the branch collar. Like, you don't want to make it completely flush with the branch, but you can see there's a little ridge where the branch comes out that you're going to prune and just cut it off at that branch don't leave any stubs and kind of step back every now and then take a look at what you're doing and then get back in there and prune a couple more and um, it's just something takes a little bit of practice but as long as you don't leave any stubs and um, you know open them up there and and you don't want to if you can help it don't cut the tops off them because you know, people think, oh, the tree's getting too big, uh, i got to cut the top off. Well, a lot of times you stimulate it. When you cut it off, it'll put the multiple sprouts out, and those sprouts will grow five times faster than it would naturally. And, Dick, like how much of the tree can he actually thin out? I mean, do you, is there is there a way to know that? Like, like you don't want to take too much off? Right, and it depends if, they'd, if they've never been pruned before. You know, you might need to take a little bit more out of there. But you don't want to really strip the inside branches completely. You want to leave some foliage on the inside because, again, if, if you take too much off, then when the sun shines on the, the bare branch, it'll stimulate the, the latent buds under the bark, and then it'll come back even thicker next year. You know, part of pruning, like you said, is, is really taking your time and, and stepping back and looking at it. You know, I've learned from you over the years, it's kind of an art, uh, you know, and you can't do it in a hurry. Right, right. And um, like I said, it's so important to step back. You know, I'll see I'll see people in there on the, the smaller trees, and they got their head in there, and they're trimming and trimming, and they stand back and look and go, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? <laughs> and they're really hard to put uh, back on, so... <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, Dick, the other thing we're seeing out there uh, are Japanese beetles. Uh, I'm getting lots of questions about Japanese beetles on trees. And we're going to have to do that some other day, Doug, so why don't you take us home? On the time. All right, Dick. Thanks so much, and thanks, as always, from Davy Tree. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, great job, guys. Thank you so much. Stay with us, folks, because coming up next, it's Boris in the News at 8. And then all of your favorite grilling recipes for the holiday weekend on the Coons Cooking Hour with Joan Frank Dentisi and me, Rob Pratt, on KDKA Radio. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.